Hello and welcome to Cutting to the Ball, still quarantine edition. I'm Ben. As I cut to the ball in the post the apocalypse, quarantine edition. I'm Ben. As always, I'm joined by Gaz. Hello. And Mike. Hello. And today we're going to talk about the radioactive Boy Scout. <laughs> which is, wow. um, that's pretty cool in all fairness. It sounds like the, the Bruce Willis movie that never was. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Now he just does straight to DVD now, doesn't he? He's probably been in this. Yeah, he probably is now, actually. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. It's a shame. Indeed. Oh, well. Great singer, though. Uh, great? He's pretty good, got a pretty good blues voice. He's a singer? <laughs> he's got quite a good blues voice. Yeah, I think you mean he's got a surprisingly good voice for an actor. Well, whatever. But he's not actually, like, I mean, he's not good, is he? Oh, quite I've only heard one song, but it was pretty good. Under the boardwalk. No, it wasn't that. Uh, the sea. That's <laughs> one I've never heard him do. Oh, no, he's got a blues band. Yeah, and he, uh, that's, that was his big hit, a cover oh, of Under it? the Boardwalk. Oh, yeah, who knows? That's not the one I heard. Oh, well, he maybe had several then. Maybe I'll take it all back. <laughs> uh, Michael Jackson's got fuck all on it. Old Abel Bruce, the new king of pop. Victoria's uh, <laughs> in the shit, isn't it? So he needs something. Well, I hope he doesn't start nonsense like Michael. Ooh. Nice. He's not successful enough to get into them parties now. What do you think he was when he, back in the late eighties, early nineties? Mm, there may have been a small window, but I don't know if Bruce was ever really that elite. Nah. Nah, maybe not. Anyway, <laughs> Mike, do you want to tell us about some new and returning listeners? I can. Clopeda, Lithuania. Ooh. Stockholm, Sweden. Anaheim, California. Portland, Oregon. Buckingham, UK. Trowbridge, UK, Lodz, Poland, uh, Moscow, Bogota, Columbia, Top 3, Ashburn, Virginia, Benton, Arkansas, and Homebush, Australia. Homebush? That's a new one. I think it might be. I haven't seen that one before. I definitely remember a name with Bush in it. Nah. <laughs> I'd, okay, well, thanks everyone for listening. I'm disappointed to see Telford's dropped at the top three, but I'll book their ideas up. Where's Shady Nasty? Are they there? Um, I didn't see him in the top 50 oh, man. this week. Well, all right then. Let's crack on with some weird news, I guess. Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. Okay, yeah. it's not raining. There's just a 50-mile-wide cloud of flying ants. Holy shit. Yeah, did you not see this in the week? I haven't. Yeah. A swarm of flying ants has been caught on a weather radar over the south coast, southeast coast of England. The Met Office's radar imagery picked up the cloud of ants about 50 miles wide, which is 80 kilometres, over Kent and Sussex, and smaller swarms can be seen over London. The Met Office tweeted a video of the swarm and said, it's not raining in London, Kent or Sussex, but our radar says otherwise. The radar is actually picking up a swarm of flying ants across the southeast. Wonderful. Thousands of ants, I'd imagine, I'd imagine billions, to be fair. Millions. I mean, Trillions, yeah, probably. 50 miles of ants, that's, I mean, it's a nightmare vision. Uh, it is. Billions of ants, it has to be. And I, for one, welcome our insect overlords. I don't. Uh, you know, perhaps I could I'll be a service rounding up I'll, others to toil in their under, underground sugar caves. I'll welcome them <laughs> with fire. Yeah, flamethrower would be pretty sweet. 
we set a wasp nest. Oh god, I don't know if I should say that. A, a wasp. We removed a wasp's nest from our back. <laughs> with fire. And they have been firing. <laughs> to be fair to us, they may have attacked us, came in our house, and basically violated us. My friend who owns the house got stung in the eye. Ow. Ooh. Uh, I found out that I'm quite allergic to wasp stings because I got stung on the hand and my entire arm up to the elbow swelled up. Um, wow. Yeah, and then my friend just like with his eyes shut and like tears and snot streaming down his face, he was just stood there in the dark holding the petrol can. And he was like, it's time. I, <laughs> I hope you played foot like a beast at full volume. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, mate, there was a lot of, it might sound metal, but I'm telling you now, there's a lot of grown men running around this house screaming at the top of their lungs. Uh, <laughs> it was horrible. Only yeah, about 10 in the house, but that's 10 too fucking many, man. Yeah, they don't belong in a house. No. You know, it's, they tend to die if they come in the house. They are yeah. the bastards of the insect world. They are. <laughs> And man, that venom's powerful. Oh, yeah, especially so we're coming to the end, well, we're approaching August, so they're going to start, start getting drunk soon as well. Oh, God. And Larry. Yeah, yeah. Pit, and aggressive. pissed and angry wasps. <laughs> angry, drunken wasps. Oh, God. The worst of Millwall fans. <laughs> uh. Leeds fans, I think, at the moment. Uh, I mean, yeah. Fucking Leeds. Yeah, that's pretty much it. It's a 50-mile-wide swarm of ants approaching the UK. Well, hopefully it gets sucked into an aeroplane turbine. <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> I imagine no, it didn't bring, bring the plane down. down. No, I didn't think that through. I don't <laughs> to... <laughs> oh, how did the plane bring, get brought down? Flew into an ant swarm. Like, oh. You don't want that on your tombstone. Nah. Killed by ants. Mm. Time for me. You, you don't want to be in a hot air balloon that day, do you? You fucking no. don't. <laughs> you really don't. <laughs> oh. In fact, I don't want to be outdoors on that day. I don't want to be, like, walking along the White Cliffs of Dover, just, you know, having a nice summer stroll, and the next thing you know, I'm being attacked by millions of ants. Now you just see this big cloud just come in, come in sweep in, just surround the people, and then just all that's left is just bones, and it moves on. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Carnivorous flying ants. Oh, man, and the, the, the skeletons stand up for just a second and then just crumple down into yeah. a pile. That is grimdark. It is. It wouldn't be out of step for 2020, though, would it? It wouldn't. So <laughs> who, who had the, just on our sweepstake, who had the attack of the ants? Oh, <laughs> yeah. right, the badgers rising up. Oh, right. <laughs> Still waiting That's on that one. Still a possibility. Do you want to do the next one, Mike? Okay. Ghostbusters discover groans in cemetery. They're investigating a for midnight porn film shoot. (laughs) Wow. Quote, they were going at it like rabbits. She was a blonde in her 30s and still had her knickers round her ankles. Wow. Wow. The group was stunned to stumble across a couple having sex among the tombstones, surrounded by men filming with cameras and sound equipment. The disused 19th century graveyard in Skullcoats, East Yorks, is meant to be haunted with ghouls, kids singing Ringa Ringa Roses and ghostly monks, including one called Henry, wandering about. She was a blonde in her 30s and still had her knickers round her ankles. Whoa. We looked at her and she looked at us. Then she pushed the bloke off her, pulled up her knickers and bolted. <laughs> the guy ran after her, desperately trying to protect his privates from the brambles. Oh! We didn't know where to look. <laughs> well, I know where I've been looking. I'm confused. Was this a porno shoot or just two people fucking? A porno, porno shoot? shoot? There was cameras and everything. Oh. Why did he leg it then? <laughs> Maybe they didn't have, um, you know, permission to film in there. Ah, okay. It was a, a gorilla shoot. Yeah, a gorilla shoot. That's it. One elderly man was so incensed he was ready to chase after them with his walking stick, 
but I persuaded him to calm down and eat his sandwiches. <laughs> we once saw a monk walking through the cemetery, but nothing like this. It was such a beautiful day, too. Uh, I think the true story, the, the headline beneath the headline is, once again, Ghostbusters fail to find any fucking ghosts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't see any ghosts, but we saw someone fucking. <laughs> I'd say that's a better result, to be honest. Well, so would I. I mean, let's face it. I mean, they're not going to see a ghost. They're not fucking real. I tend to agree. Yeah. Ghost hunters, suck my balls. <laughs> okay, well, I will give us the... <laughs> I've just pre-read this headline, and this is wonderful, isn't it? It is. Conspiracy theorist died of coronavirus after trying to catch it at a COVID party to prove it was a hoax. Oh. Wow. Oh, oh, man. Well... A young conspiracy theorist has died of coronavirus after trying to catch the disease at a, quote, COVID party. The victim, who was in their 30s and from San Antonio in Texas, spoke of their regret to a nurse after testing positive for COVID-19 and being rushed to hospital where they later died. Dr. Jane Appleby from Methodist Healthcare said, quote, just before the patient died, they looked at their nurse and said, I think I made a mistake. I thought it was a hoax. But it is not. You think you made a mistake? Oh. Think? You don't I want think. them to be your last words, do you? It probably went more like, I think I've made a mistake. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I've made... No, you have made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Quite clearly. I've You're clearly made door. a mistake. You fucked up. Well, Dr. Appleby spoke of her horror... Now, hearing how the COVID-19 victim had attended a party with someone who tested positive for the disease in a bid to prove experts' warnings about the danger the virus poses. She told News For You, This is a party held by somebody diagnosed with the virus and thought that to see if the virus is real, they would find out by people getting infected. It doesn't discriminate and none of us are invincible. I don't want to be an alarmist and we're just trying to share some real world examples to help our community realise that this virus is very serious and can spread easily. Yeah, Texas has seen a massive surge in coronavirus cases since mid-June and now has recorded more than 250,000 diagnoses diagnoses, and over 3,100 deaths. Governor Greg Abbott has ordered his citizen has ordered his citizens to wear a mask in public after being criticised for reopening the Lone Star State too early. They've got a bit of a bee in their bonnet about these masks, aren't they, the Americans? Uh, I know a couple of people over here who have, mate. To be honest. Yeah, me too. I've met a few people on Facebook. I can't, man. I'm not wearing a mask. It's not for you, you dick. Yeah, I know. Look, if I need to go to the shop. And the law is that I have to wear a mask to go into the shop. Do you know what I'm going to do? I don't know. What are you going to do? Just going to wear a mask, Ben. Yeah, me too. Still need the stuff from the shop. Yeah. That's changed. Do you know what I mean? It is just a lot easier just to put the mask on. Although I did like... It's a minor inconvenience for potentially saving someone's life rather than killing them. The only little rant that I will have about it, and I think you might support this, uh, Mike, it being made mandatory to, to fill in the listener who may not be from the UK uh, as of this Friday, it's going to be mandatory for us to wear masks in shops and in enclosed public spaces. Fair enough, I'm not against that. But some people, some people's budget is so tight that they don't even have three pounds for the packet of masks. Like literally, I know for some people that's very hard to believe, but that's a reality for thousands and thousands of families. Are they not going to be, shouldn't they not be handed out? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally, mate. Yeah, totally. So they should. If you haven't got a mask and you go in the shop, they should give you a mask. Yeah. They do say that it could just, they do say you could just use a piece of cloth. Oh, that's true. Okay, then, that's true. Just a face covering. Yeah. Okay, that that sort of negates my argument a little bit. What about a ski mask? (laughs) No, I did see, I don't know if it's real, but some bank put a picture where it's like, Somebody in a balaclava, not okay. Somebody yeah. with like a surgical mask, okay. <laughs> well, that's a shame. I was going to rob a bank. Have you seen the teens in America who've been uh, posing as OAPs to buy alcohol? Yes, I have. Been... I nearly yeah. put that in for weird news. Yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't heard about this. Go on, Mike. So you've got your bottom half of your face covered, haven't you? So you just yeah. put on put on a pair of old granny glasses, 
a uh, little bit of makeup and you get a walker and you go and buy yourself like, bottles of whiskey. <laughs> well, I would have tried it. <laughs> Good I would have definitely tried it back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, man, this is like such a weird time for shoplifters because on one hand, you know, it's perfect. They could cover their face and wear a hood if they want. But on the other hand, you can't like because of the way the shops are laid out and the social distancing and all that, it's like gonna seem way more obvious somebody acted shady and legging it, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Still just stick the you know, just put the mask on, stop being a bitch. Okay. Yeah, and don't go to COVID parties. Don't no. go to COVID parties. An, an important scientific tip that Mike, thank you. Yeah. If you don't like wearing the mask, just don't go shopping often. Get it done in one, in and out. Get Boom. delivered. Yeah, if you can. Right, right. should we move on to uh, the, main the radioactive topic? Boy Scout, the main cut and thrust of today's topic. Yay. If oh. you think. Sorry, you might have to edit that out. Did you just hear my. Yeah, my, no worries. Carry on. My mate's 14 year old screaming gay as I walk past. <laughs> <laughs> what I have to fucking contend with now. This is my life now. <laughs> <laughs> so actually fuck it leave it in <laughs> right i'm ready i'm quiet all right if you think that boy scouts only occupy themselves by tying knots carving wooden figurines and collecting various achievement patches to add onto their vests you're wrong this is the true story of a boy scout turned into nuclear scientist will blow you away the story of David Charles Hahn, I think it's Hahn, 1976 to 2016, sadly, he is no longer with us, is not an ordinary one. The boy, since his early years, was always fascinated with chemistry and science and conducted numerous chemistry uh, experiments for fun. However, no one expected that one day he would actually build a fully functioning nuclear reactor in his own backyard. He is 17 when he did this, this is in 1994. That's impressive. It is. <laughs> That's very impressive. Yes, it is. It's it's a breeder reactor, which is actually quite an efficient reactor, but one no one not one that anyone uses anymore. Yeah, unfortunately, that wasn't what he built. He, he tried didn't quite. To. He tried to. He didn't quite build it. I'll get into it later. Yeah. So basically, he used to have his little sort of lab in the basement, and he built the basement a couple of times. Well, didn't his uncle or grandfather buy him a chemistry set? That's the one. It was a chemistry set, and the book was called The Golden Book of Chemistry Experiments. That's it. It was like a 50s one, wasn't it? Yeah. So it wasn't like just little pretend shit. It was like proper beakers and Bunsen burners and all this shit. Oh, yeah. So he, can, he did convert the, uh, the basement of his mum's house into the lab. He delivered newspapers, worked at fast food joints, do other odd jobs, get components and supplies for his hobby. He once had turned up at a scout meeting with a bright orange face caused by an overdose of canthaxathin, which he was taking to test methods of artificial tanning. <laughs> and then there was one night at camp where his fellow scouts accidentally ignited a pile of powdered magnesium because he wanted to make fireworks. Yeah, a friend of mine did that. Yeah. I decided to ignite magnesium in my kitchen, on my kitchen table, in my parents' kitchen table, left a big hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does. That's the problem with magnesium. It tends to burn. Um, so he did actually blow up the basement. His mom said, look, all right, go up the shed outside. So at um, 14... <laughs> He earned his Atomic Energy Merit Badge by building a model of a nuclear reactor and writing a few papers on nuclear fission and nuclear energy. And this gave him a crazy idea. He decided he wanted to build an actual nuclear reactor in his mum's shed. And because of the lack of parental supervision, he did. He built a breeder reactor in his mum's shed over the course of two years. Well, he attempted to build a breeder reactor. Well... I'll tell you what a breeder reactor is. I did have a look earlier, but yes, go on. It's a nuclear reactor that generates more fissile material than it consumes. So it's a very good reactor then? It is pretty good, yeah. It's very this, Yeah, very efficient. But they're not used now. They declined in the 1960s because more uranium reserves were found and new methods of enrichment reduced the costs. Yeah. 
you'd think they'd still stick with that one if it's like completely efficient, though, wouldn't you? Yeah, but it's all about money, isn't it? Very true. What's the cheapest? It's impressive that this guy sort of had a damn good go at knocking one up in his shed as a teenager and, you know, kind of got it to work. Mate, at 17, I couldn't build a fucking Ikea fucking bookcase. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I hated deep sea, though. It was shite. Took me six weeks. Six, took me six months to make a box. <laughs> yeah. I'm not very handy at all either which is why i'm learning how to destroy things that's always a better thing if you can't build it destroy it yeah take something big and make it small although you are destroying our oxygen supply well it is called tree surgery you know not tree butchery you do leave the tree in a you don't leave it dead oh right okay unless somebody wants it if somebody wants it completely removed then yeah you then it's dead (laughs) Are you going to say, I'm sorry, sir, but you're destroying our oxygen supply and our moral moral thing, I can't do it? No, because it could be a really dangerous tree that could potentially kill somebody someday, so it has to come down. Fucking tree hugger. Yeah. <laughs> I watched well, an amazing video somewhere in America, some hippie climbed up a tree to stop these tree surgeons, and it was next to a pool, and he was like, mate, I am, I'm going to cut the tree down with you in it or without you. Are you coming down? He's like, no. <laughs> he just fell free and the guy falls into the lake. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, I clearly fucking warned you. Yeah. I'm going to tell the truth. Yeah. So. Huh. <laughs> anyway, how do you, how does a teenager learn how to build a reactor and get nuclear material? It's a valid you, question. Certainly is. You pretend to be a physics teacher. <laughs> <laughs> You call yourself yeah. Heisenberg. <laughs> Why not? When was this? Uh, 1994. All oh, right, okay. So he, t- he called up the Nuclear Regulatory Commission and they walked him through the process of how to build various components of a breeder reactor, as well as telling him how to isolate radioactive material. Oh, God. And where to get it from? Well, he wrote. Uh, he called and wrote letters to various agencies to get small amounts of radioactive materials from various government and industrial uh, industrial agencies. And he'd use his teacher persona to get 200 smoke detectors so he could strip the Americum out of the sensor. He spent over $1,000 on batteries so he could attain lithium. He bought a bunch of glow-in-the-dark clocks and camping lanterns in the 1950s because they have radium in them. And he ordered uh, uranium from Czechoslovakia because it was right after the Soviet Union fell and wasn't like anyone was keeping track of where this shit was going. And he got tritium from rifle sights. Ah. Yeah. Can they still use that in them? Not sure. So, yeah. Yeah, so he used the materials along with other things. Probably a lot of duct tape involved. And (laughs) it worked. Sort of. He built an unspeakably dangerous thing in his backyard, and as the radiation levels kept rising, week one, his uh, Geiger counter could detect it from his bedroom after, after at one point, and then a month later, he could detect radiation from five houses down the street. Yeah, he started to shit it at that point. <laughs> yeah. I would be as well. To be fair, because this, is, it, this isn't like Chernobyl, where you've got some bloke going, Eh, 3.8 Rudigan, not good, not great, not bad. And, you know, refusing to believe what's going on. Imagine if this was the guy from Chernobyl. He <laughs> could have had a mini Chernobyl, couldn't he? he could, technically, yes, I suppose so. What was his what name the- again? David Hahn. No, the guy from Chernobyl who refused to believe it was all going wrong. Oh, I forget. Yeah, me too. What's yeah, the worst that could have happened? Meltdown. Is that bad? Yeah. That's Chernobyl style. It wouldn't have been as big as that. But no. But, but it could have released, like... yeah, radioactive materials into the atmosphere. And potentially melted through the floor of his shed and into the water table. And would definitely have contaminated uh, so many streets away, definitely. Yeah. But, but that didn't happen, did it? No. Nearly did. <laughs> Very close. 
He'd so because after, you know, after a month he could um, detect radiation from five houses down the street, he began to dismantle it. Mm-hmm. He started loading the reactor, the, loading the parts of the nuclear reactor into his car on the 31st of August 94. Apparently in the morning, at 20 to 3 in the morning, his neighbours thought he was stealing tyres, so the police were called. He told them not to search his car because it was radioactive. Uh, this being America and the police not being the brightest sparks, they heard radioactive and thought atomic bomb. Dirty bomb, yeah. Yeah. The bomb squad was called, he was arrested, and also the radiation level in the car alone was a thousand times the normal background levels. Fuck. So, yeah, the, the authorities cleared the shed. It took them two months. The charges were dropped on the condition that he couldn't go back to his mum's house until the federal authorities had cleared it of all nuclear materials. Wow. He actually uh, never agreed to do any tests to determine any possible damage done by his experiments due to the fear of what he might find. Yeah, ignorance Damn is bliss. <laughs> yeah. Damage to himself, you mean? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. He's been exposed to it for months, hasn't he? Mm. It would have done some damage. Well, he's dead, isn't he? That's not, not due that. to uh, radio- radiation poisoning, sadly. Oh, I had to get hit by a bus. No. No, it's, um, it's quite sad, really. Yeah. He died from opiate overdose. And alcohol poisoning. Yeah. Well, if the radiation don't get you, the heroin will. <laughs> <laughs> Living in America. Living in America. <laughs> Radiation. Opiates. Booms. If you're black, the police will probably shoot you. <laughs> Living in America. Imagine if this guy was in the Middle East. Mm. Uh, well, he would have never been able to. Uh, they'd have just blown his house up, wouldn't they? Yeah. He'd be in Guantanamo Bay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In 1995, they, they did the EPA did want to do a full series of tests, but he just said no. But he was healthy enough to join the U.S. Navy with the goal of working on nuclear reactors, and he didn't get yeah. it for some reason. Yeah, it's quite sad, really. It's a shame because imagine if he had sort of focused all that talent into doing something good for humanity. Yeah. He served four years in the Navy, an additional three in the Marine Corps, and passed away in 2016. Probably a bit of PTSD going on there as well, I'd imagine. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. I mean, he, he peaked early, didn't he? He's like, you know, some, like the, the guy who's really good at sports at school, you know, right? but doesn't make it pro. Like, his life peaked when he yeah. was to it. You know, the high school quarterback. You know, he built a fucking nuclear reactor when he was a teenager. It's all downhill from there. Unless he builds a spaceship. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Unless he becomes a Bond villain, there's nowhere else to go. (laughs) 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 Yeah. (laughs) Well, I've been looking for a new career. Do you think Bond villain is actually a legitimate one? No. No. Sorry. That's a shame. I don't know where you begin. Well, I'd need an underwater volcano as a base, wouldn't I? Yeah. Yeah, well. <laughs> another career dream gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, so sadly, that is that is pretty much a tale, unless you've got anything else, Mike. No, I haven't, actually. Yeah, that is pretty much it, to be fair. Still fucking impressive, I'll give you that. What have we learned today? Don't build nuclear reactors in a shed. Yes. Don't take opiates and alcohol. No, it's very silly, all of it. Yeah. Go on. Uh, I, was, yeah. I, I was expecting a punchline, sorry. Go on. <laughs> no, sorry. No, no, no jokes. No jokes. It's just generally a bit silly, isn't it? You're going to wonder what the parents are doing. Uh, oh, fuck yeah. Probably Definitely Harold. questions have got to be asked there. Come on. <laughs> Absolutely right. I mean, there's a point when there's a point when he was in the basement and uh, all this shit exploded, and for months later they were pulling bits of plastic out of his eyes. 
<laughs> oh yeah, that was when he uh, set a load of match heads off. <laughs> and obviously this is 1994, and um, you know there's no goggles yeah. in 1994. We were <laughs> back then. Wow. And they were that pissed off that the vase were exploding all the time. They sent him to the fucking shed. Uh, At some point they've got to think. Hang on a minute. What's he doing here? (laughs) (laughs) He's going to get himself fucking killed. And also, why is my shed emitting a green glow? (laughs) Why is my son emitting a green glow? (laughs) And why does my sperm hurt so? (laughs) Ow, my sperm! (laughs) (laughs) I will guarantee you this guy was sterile by the time he'd finished this. Hmm. If not having... He must have had some kind of... Well, would he have had some kind of radiation poisoning, do you think? Possibly, yeah. You know, maybe it's... Cancer that lay dormant until a certain time. I don't know. Until he gets old, he might have, he might have had complications. I'm willing to bet all his sperm were dead. Yeah. What a shame. Little swimmers never even had a chance. <laughs> But I mean, clever, you know. I am a science teacher. Can I have a bit of uranium to show the class? Yeah, of course. Well, anything to take away from this? No, I think I've said my bit, mate. Yeah, we can go on. Weird news? Yeah. Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. All right, then, let's let's end the show on some weird news, and I think Mike's got some fucked-up facts for us. Okie dokie. I'll start, then. Hyper-aggressive cannibal rats swim into homes up toilets to find food in lockdown. Oh, God. This is fucking nightmare <laughs> fuel. <laughs> you've got the flying ants coming through the window and the rats coming up through the toilet. Yeah, and then you've got that five-foot fucking bat hanging around. <laughs> don't do rats I do not do rats I used to have pet rats I don't mind them but they used to pee they, they pee all the time mm. it's like constant peeing if it went on my skin it used to come out in hives oh fuck me you shouldn't have been bathing in it mate <laughs> <laughs> no no you don't feel it it's like microscopic it's like uh, right. they just pee constantly to sort of mark their territory and that isn't the pee something to do with, like, catch, you only catch diseases off rat pee? Yeah, wild rats. Not fucking... Not house pets, I don't think. Oh, they're all rats, Mike. <laughs> anyway, hyper-aggressive cannibal rats are swimming up drains and into toilets to, to invade homes in the hunt for food during lockdown. Residents in Stoke-on-Trent... Stoke-on-Trent, fucking hell, that far away! Stoke road. Oh, they claim the hungry and highly fertile rats are becoming more brazen with a huge rise of indoor sightings over the last few months. Pest controllers have seen a surge in domestic call-outs to deter and kill the rats as they sew up drains and into the toilets to get inside houses. Ugh. Oh, I do not like this. <laughs> and the rats have even turned to eating each other to stay alive as they forage and breed in gardens, drains and household voids. Oh, I don't like that. I've got to start closing the toilet down, haven't I? <laughs> yeah. Putting the lid down. Oh, I don't nah. like it, man. I do not like rats. Cannibalistic rats at that. They start, they're eating themselves now. What happens when they start eating us? <laughs> I've seen that. I've read the book, The Rats. It's fucking terrifying. I'll be, I'll be long gone by them. I've seen the film. Was there a movie of that, was there? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I think it was um, in the 90s or early 2000s, something like that. Oh, right. I missed that one. Telltale sign is if uh, it looks like someone's poured dirty what mortar down the... Dirty mop water down the loo. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, if it looks like someone's put some dirty mop water down your toilet, you've got a rat in your house. Use fire. Or, or, or it's dirty mop water. Or it's dirty mop water. Um, the company, uh, rent kiln has had a, an 80% increase to its, uh, in visits to its website compared to this time last year. 
Um, the warm winter keeping rat populations high, adding to the pressure on the animals, which partly explains why they have turned cannibalistic. Steve Belmain, the UK's leading rat academic. Uh, <laughs> Do you want that title? Wow. Rat boy. Rat boy. <laughs> Steve Rat Boy Belmain said that um, mothers will eat their young in the hope of one day being able to reproduce again. If there's not enough food to take care of herself, she won't kill yeah. herself looking after them. I was oh. going to say, they're cannibalistic anyway. I don't like it. I want... I want nothing more to do with this. If I see a rat, I will stow its fucking head in. Yep. I'm not doing it. And it's only in Stoke, which concerns me. So, time to put a net over the toilet. <laughs> All right then, Mike. Okay. World's first plane made and powered by hemp. Is ten times stronger than steel. You'd be no fucking good on that plane. You'd end up smoking the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't think it's a psychoactive element of the hemp that they use, Ben. Oh, that's a shame. But if I can, can I, I'd like to be able to smoke weed on the hemp plane. Yeah. Hemperth, the Canadian cannabis firm, has designed the world's first plane made and powered by hemp the non-psychoactive member of the cannabis family. Interestingly, everything from the seats, the wings, the plane walls, and even the pillows are made from hemp. The plane, with a wingspan of 36 feet, can hold one pilot and four passengers. What's more, it runs on 100% hemp oil. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Hemp is far better than anything, basically, for building, isn't it, man? Yeah, it is. I want to know why we're not building more. Well, I know why we're not building more stuff out of hemp, but still, you'd think that we might be jumping on that as resources yeah. dwindle. Even straw is better than breeze blocks. Yeah, but then stronger, I'm going to blow my headstone, Mike. No, it's stronger, and it can keep in more heat. All right. So the compacted straw... Propaganda. Yeah, it is. Because <laughs> compacted straw is uh, stronger than bricks. Wow. Okay, well, maybe, all right, fair enough. And I imagine hemp's the same. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, damn right. It's also non-toxic, sustainable, requires way less water and land to grow than cotton, and compared to steel or carbon fibre, has almost no environmental impact. Fantastic. Yep. But of course, the cotton industry and the... And whatnot, they didn't want hemp. Of course not. No. So that's why they banned it. They used its psychoactive elements as an excuse. Uh, well, I, I'm i down for this hemp. I think everything should be made out of hemp. Fuck yeah. I like they, they turned down DuPont, which is a major manufactured thing, because... They don't and never will sign or work with fascist companies that are associated with the military, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, and or the military-industrial complex. I like it. Awesome. Hemp. More hemp. Hemp, 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 hemp. I'm currently out of hemp and it's slightly worrying. Oh. I don't have much hemp. Me neither. It's a bit, in it? Yeah. Roll on payday. Um, Hey, I'm not going back to work till September, probably. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's awesome, isn't it? I suppose. Does it not mean that your company is in, like, really bad financial straits? (laughs) 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 This this is looking really shit. No, because the government's paying 80% of the wages, isn't it? Ah, fair enough. That's very true. Right. And finally... Oh, God. A man has been detained after allegedly biting a seagull which attempted to steal his McDonald's meal. Seems reasonable. (laughs) The 26-year-old sunk his teeth into the bird before throwing it to the floor, it is claimed. It happened in Plymouth on Thursday, where officers strolling through the street were alerted to a commotion. It was not known how badly the bird's injuries were. A A police spokesperson told Plymouth Live that the man admitted at the scene that he had taken drugs. (laughs) officers had seen the incident and immediately went over and detained and took details from him 
Around this time, the man volunteered the information that he was under the influence of drugs and decided that it should be taken to a Derriford hospital for treatment. The seagull was clearly injured by the incident but flew off before we were able to check on its welfare. We don't know what happened to it afterwards. Seagulls may be regarded as pests by many, but they are protected by the Wildlife and Countryside Act of 1981. Ignorance that the birds are protected is no defence under the law. It is illegal, except under licence, to take, injure or kill wild birds or interfere with their nest or eggs. Aww. So it should. Uh, if he's found guilty, the maximum penalty will be six months in prison or a £5,000 fine. Fucking hell, the bird was trying to commit a death. He was defending his matches. <laughs> yeah, he could have just chewed it up. He didn't have to grab it by the scruff of the neck, like bite its eyeball out and like headbutt it to the ground. Look, while screaming like, oh, fucking have you, you can't. Look, he's on drugs, but he's clearly not like... Uh down and out drug addict because he's going to afford a McDonald's. Well, right. so he, he's obviously just doing recreational drugs. Oh, because McDonald's is, uh, is so expensive. Well, I'd have thought, well, all right. It depends. It doesn't say what drugs he was on, does it, in all fairness? Well, the thing is, you're basically trying to justify animal cruelty because uh, you're saying a McDonald's is a worthy is a worthy reason, basically, to, to attack an animal. Yeah, the animal was trying to commit theft. The animal was trying to feed itself, Ben. The laws of the land don't apply to the animal, do they? Well, why not? They and should do. They don't. They simply they don't. Do. <laughs> Which is why the man is in court facing up to six months in prison and the bird is... I think is six months is a little harsh. <laughs> a little? It is harsh. I mean, I, I assume that's for the most serious offence. Like mass yeah, killings. it did say mass. Yeah, I think he's going to get a bit of a fine, a few I mean, hundred quid I, and a slap on the wrist. But that's I found a bird's, required, nest a, a bird's nest in a tree the other day, and I just went through the middle of it with a chainsaw. And I'm, I'm oh, like, fuck. I'm I haven't been up a tree. I won't be going up trees for, for a long, long time. That's a whole different skill. Cutting them down is one thing. Climbing them up, climbing up them, and cutting them down from up there is that's an entirely other ballpark. Hey, does your, does your mate use them shoe spikes? Yeah, that's how you do it, yeah. Yeah, there's no fucking way on earth you get me up a tree and a pair of them. And a bit of rope oh. with a chain, with a mini chainsaw. Well, not mini, but a smaller chainsaw dangling from his belt. Uh, Fuck. Yeah. What are they called? Clampons? Something like that? I don't know. I need to know all these things to pass the course, though. I need to know the names of all the equipment. Well, the advantage is now you can moonlight as a midwife. <laughs> God. I have checked on that fact and it is true. Hey? Um, yeah. Chainsaws were invented to in- help with difficult births. Yeah, but not the ones we're using to fell. <laughs> Actually, the first one was not that dissimilar. Yeah, but I bet it wasn't the same size. Mike, if you. <laughs> there wouldn't be a stomach left. There wouldn't. Be, I'm sure yeah, Mike, you can't hand. do a cesarean with a chainsaw. <laughs> Maybe a smaller to... version of the same technology. Well, it was used to cut through bone, basically. Right. Wow. You still can't do a cesarean with a chainsaw. <laughs> it was the Victorian what you were age. From the medical records. <laughs> Call yourself a fucking science officer. He's been trying to get into backstreet abortions, hasn't he, guys? <laughs> There's another you avenue know. for you, guys. <laughs> no, it's like Batman 1989. You see the tools I have to work with. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, Go on, Lord. Coming back. Mirror! Oh, man. Yeah, he is. Yeah, that'd be great. As old man Batman. I'd have preferred... Um, if they were going to do the flashpoint, I wanted to see Jeffrey D. Morgan as, as Thomas Wayne, but that's, you know, oh, such is nice life. I have to keep him back. Well, I think that concludes the news, doesn't it? It does. Fucked up, Fucked up facts. Yeah. Okay, could a jingle, please? Facts, facts. Fucked up facts. 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 Lizard man's constant. What? Lizard man's constant is an idea proposed by Scott Alexander that each poll always has about 4% weird answers. 
That explains family fortunes. Yep. In one poll, 4% of Americans said that reptilian people do control our world. That's where the, the name comes from, I guess. That's not a strange, that's not a weird answer. <laughs> I'm surprised it's so low. <laughs> Only 4% know the real truth, Ben. Only 4% know the real truth. Oh, I'm proud to say I'm one of the 4%. <laughs> and in another, 4% answered yes to the question, have you ever been decapitated? <laughs> Maybe they have. <laughs> yeah, just now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's taking heads. <laughs> have you ever been decapitated? No, you have now. He's swabbed with a sword. Mm. We don't know he's not killing people. We don't. You know, I, I think 4%, 4% of people know the truth. The Icelandic Forestry Service is encouraging people to hug trees while social distancing measures prevent them from hugging other people. Okay. Wow. How very Icelandic. Yeah. <laughs> I quite I like quite, it. It's quite hippie. I'd quite like to live in Iceland, actually. Mm. Too cold. I don't mind the cold. Too far in. <sighs> Maybe come an option when the UK inevitably descends into a state of anarchic chaos soon. Nah. We'll yeah. see. When you hoard toilet roll, the same part of your brain lights up as a squirrel hoarding nuts. <laughs> uh. Would that be worse when I hoard anything, though? It doesn't have to yeah. be toilet roll. Of course, yeah. Let's use an example. Uh, well, I'll remember that the next time I hoard something. Yeah. The word hundred comes from the Norse word hundrath, which actually means 120. Close enough, eh? <laughs> so, yeah, it's 120. Eh, I'll call it 100. 95% of the human body's serotonin is located where? Where do you think? The genitals. Oh, Gaz was close. This is the bowels. Well, I think we were kind of both either side of it, to be fair. Is that why it feels so good to have a shit? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it really does, doesn't it? Yeah, it's very satisfying. I love leaving it to the middle, to the point where there's a turtle head poking. <laughs> Why? Because of the feeling. <laughs> he just wants to feel alive, Ben. <laughs> you want the feeling yeah, of something it. protruding from your anus? <laughs> Could go very wrong. No, the feeling the... when you actually go to the toilet because you leave it to the last minute. Because, you know, you could get a, a toy for that if you wanted to feel something. <laughs> <laughs> It's not the up that it's coming out. Right. I wasn't expecting <laughs> that fact. No, I wasn't expecting that. Mike, why are most of your facts, personal facts, feces related? <laughs> they are, aren't they? I don't know. <laughs> Very scatological. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know. Man. You know, shit happens, I suppose. It does. Often. <laughs> yeah. In Glasgow, in the 1980s, there was the Glasgow Ice Cream Wars. <laughs> right. Yeah, because basically the majority of ice cream vans were thought to have been used as a front for selling drugs and stolen goods. Wasn't that <laughs> when Fred West was driving an ice cream van around Glasgow? Yeah, <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> yeah, so basically we know what he was selling. Yeah. Fucking hell. And a violent rivalry erupted between criminal groups what about the ice cream men and ladies you know are they they're staying it or well, I assume so well Fred West probably wouldn't have minded <laughs> people who drink their coffee black are more likely to be psychopaths no my dad does that that explains a lot one of the craziest people I know drinks black coffee and so does my mum but she's not uh -huh. psycho who's the craziest person you know I've mentioned him before, the one that, like, is full-on into every, you know, COVID's not real. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, he's a, a mild Holocaust denier, unfortunately. Oh, oh, oh. He thinks, um, yeah. he thinks the numbers are inflated. Anyway, yeah, he drinks black coffee. Yeah, my dad does, and he believes everything the BBC tells him. That's kind of similar. <laughs> 
A 2017 study suggests that being lazy is a sign of high intelligence. Well, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> I always knew I was fucking meant to material. Genius is right here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they said I was dumb. And they were right. <laughs> uh. <laughs> also, very bad handwriting is supposedly a sign of high intelligence too, which is why you can never read your fucking prescription. Uh. See, I used to have such neat handwriting at school and when I left it all went to shit, so does that mean I've got more intelligence after I left school? <laughs> no, let's stick with while you're actually learning and it was very neat and tidy, that shows how, you know... I don't want to say thick. <laughs> anyway, we got some more facts. Yeah, guys, you might uh, might like this one. In Italy, it is illegal to build a home without a B-Day in it. <laughs> yeah, nice. I appreciate the B-Days in Italy. Really good if you're, like, crawling on your hands and knees drunk and you need a drink. In 1969, a mysterious turd was found floating around Apollo 10. Everyone, <laughs> everyone on board denied responsibility, and the culprit has never owned up. <laughs> Hang on. Well, 1969. Yeah. Oh wait, no, the moon landing was yeah Apollo well, 11. 69 as well, wasn't it? Sorry, yeah. I think 10 was the flyby, yeah, was the it? Fly by, yeah. The moon. yeah. Oh, wow, a turd float. So it's an alien turd. I think it was human. Well, no one's claiming responsibility for it. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, what would you? <laughs> hey? What would you claim responsibility for it? Depends how big the turd was. Watch out, lads. There's a flying shit around here, did Elliot? <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, they were literally shitting in a plastic bag. <laughs> yes, you know? they were. Still funny. Yep. The Chinese word for penguin literally translates as upright goose. (laughs) Upright goose. I like penguins. Yep. That's it then. That's it. Oh well, awesome. That's been the show then. Thanks for listening. I've been Ben. Don't drink the flavour aids. Don't join a cult. I've been Gaz, free Biff Tannen. Thank you and good night. I've been Mike. Thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you.